Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Black Umbrella. We are your hosts. I'm Frenchie. I'm Wes. <laughs> I'm Nika. I did not know. It was so out of order. We usually <laughs> Frenchie, freaking Frenchie, Nika, and Wes. I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, we are here. Yes, Welcome well. to another episode of The Black Umbrella. Thank you for being here with us for another week. How are we Thank you so feeling? Much. LA just learned that uh, stuff is getting slowly but surely shut back down. And it might be that way for at least the next three weeks. So how are we feeling? Mm. <laughs> oh, dear. I was prepared mm. for this. I was born for this. I was born. I mean, I've basically been doing this for the past what four months now. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. shut me back down. Please shut us, shut us all the way down, so I can get some more money or something. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. <laughs> not some more money. Well, are we ready to start this episode? Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. The word of the day. Hello, everyone. The word of the day is arcane. Arcane. It is an adjective spelled A-R-C-A-N-E. It means difficult to understand, secret, or mysterious. Okay, no verb. Adjective and verb are not um, rhyming. Huh? (laughs) It's an adjective. 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 Okay. Uh Adjective. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll say, uh, I guess, like the KKK is a very arcane group. Or so they would like to think, because they read in docs on Twitter. (laughs) They sure do. Arcane understand. Um, when guys are caught up in a lie, they often speak in an ah. arcane way. Oh my god! Very difficult to understand. Not straightforward. <laughs> circles, kind of thing. You know, that is that honestly doesn't just go for guys. It goes for anybody who's lying to your face. You know, they speak in a very arcane way. Notice the signs and take heed. To what is out. happening? Okay. <laughs> because only two of you had dinner. I saw your credit card receipt. This is just a classic lesson from the late yeah. and great Miss Houston. That is Whitney Houston, if you don't know. <laughs> I cannot. Um. Some people have arcane knowledge of mysterious things like UFOs and such. Mm, yeah. Conspiracy theories? Mm-hmm. You know what? My grandma yes. was talking to Love me about it. that this weekend. I went over to my grandma's house and she was talking to me about the UFO. She watched this documentary on UFOs and the u.s lying to us and she's really into it she's always been into it but for some reason this past weekend she was on the bandwagon and i was just like oh yeah i you know i feel mm. you girl <laughs> at the same time i was trying to get out of there because i had something to do 
uh, uh. Yeah, I was really trying to um, connect. <laughs> I was trying to connect because she hadn't seen me in so long. She cried whenever she saw me. And, and she you were home. like, whatever, girl, she really I gotta was... go. Mm. No, 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 right. no. Mm-hmm. I gave terrible. her love. I gave her love, but then after mm-hmm. after the solar panels, I was like, "All right." I'm I love after the solar panels. Oh, by the way, I... solar panels. <laughs> it's solar panels. Mm-hmm. Yes, I washes them for her. I clean my grandma it's solar so panels cute. on a regular. So she holds the ladder for him. Well, well, if I'm not there, then she's then... holding it. <laughs> right, <laughs> because usually I'm there holding it. Right, <laughs> she holds the ladder for him when he goes up. She's always like. Be careful. <laughs> right. She always cooks for her. us. I'm whenever I say Oh my god, she always makes us like a pizza. Yeah. Like a pizza <laughs> in, the oven. A pizza in the oven. <laughs> okay. Yes. Not delivery. Come on. And we get to eat and watch sometimes anime or whatever. Yeah, or whatever she's watching. <laughs> she's a very interesting Burgers. woman. That's where we were watching Birders. Birders. We did. We watched, yeah, some. No, I watched Birders. We watched this yeah. other show called. It was something about it was birds. something about oh birds and goodness. the bird song. <laughs> yeah, it, it was about birds mating and the different the dances That's that they do. Yeah. yeah, you guys, you guys love birds. It was quite birds. the time. <laughs> no, far from no. I'm actually totally it was there, very but... interesting. There was this bird pole dancing. What? Yeah. Pole what? Was yes, remember the oh, bird that yes. lived around the Because pole? he was trying to mate with a woman, so he began and she to... was not impressed. She was not hearing it. wasn't having it. Not Goodbye. She, she flew away. But yeah, okay. that was my weekend <laughs> in a little okay. nutshell. Wow, how nice! How nice of you. You're such a nice grandson. Aww. Am I? Anna. Anna. So precious. Anna. 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 Um, I is. Now, let's go ahead. Oh, any more? Any last uh, comments on the word? Mm-mm. Not on this okay. end. Arcane. Oh. Arcane. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and slide into For the Birds today. We're going to start it off with oh. Terry Crews oh. got me banned on Twitter. <laughs> um, uh, he got me blocked on Twitter for twelve hours. Um, yeah. yes, he did. yes, he did. Yes, he did. But you know what? I just want to before be- before you even go into it, into it, I just want to congratulate you because I stand <laughs> with you. I really do. I really stand with you in your statement. You took one for the team, and you are appreciated. Your activism is appreciated. Mm-hmm. It's recognized, and we support you. And are happy to see that you are out yeah, of Twitter jail. You know, thank you. Free me. Okay. I was really like, what? <laughs> okay, I'm, let me set the scene for y'all. Okay. So, Terry Crews, you know, he really has not had his mouth shut this entire quarantine. He just keeps opening it, keeps saying things. And the mm. hole just gets like deeper and deeper and deeper and yeah. So anyway, um, this week, <laughs> Terry Crews tweeted out something like, um, "We can't allow Black Lives Matter to turn into Black Lives Better." Right. First, I quote tweeted it and I said something like. I don't know. I said something like, 
Why, like, why do you keep talking? Someone needs to come beat your ass. Um, this is dumb. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. And this is and this is and this is all valid information. If she's giving you nothing yeah, but facts and truth, facts, you know. These are facts. And then, like two minutes Look later, I life. decided that I wasn't done with the tweet. I said, you know what? I'm gonna reply to it as well. You know, so I went back to this to this <laughs> tweet of Terry Crews saying, you know, we can't let Black Lives Matter turn into Black Lives Better. And I went into the replies and I said, coon ass nigga disgusting okay that was what i said and within one minute of mm-hmm. me replying that i was blocked my twitter i got the fastest uh screen that came down on my twitter as i was scrolling okay and it was like your twitter you have been blocked from your twitter for the next 12 hours for violating uh, I- uh. Violating our community rules or whatever, blah blah blah. Like really? Of all the things that I at least we know. At least we know now. Yeah, right. You know, Twitter has been Twitter has been very like culturally sensitive, especially during this time. So a lot of things, like I'm like my friend got blocked for saying nigga, so now they have to type in like the n and then mm-hmm. asterisk <laughs> asterisk actually like you know like they're getting a lot more um strict on their policy especially during this racially sensitive time so anything you type no matter if you're black or not whoever you are they won't accept it <laughs> like cool right. was like what and then nigga was and then right. nigga and then said, was like, oh my God. Oh, we've got to <laughs> right we've got, yeah. to get, we've got to get her out of here now uh. she's, a, she's a racist mm-hmm that's no yeah. joke. Out on these Terry Coon mm-hmm. Terry Coon Cruise. Indeed. <laughs> oh, yes, that was my Coon Cruise. Yes. <laughs> Terry Cruise. I stand by what I said. The only reason that I deleted it was because <laughs> I had to so that I can gain access back to my Twitter. Okay. But I meant every word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you said. I meant every word. Mm-hmm. I meant every and word. And everybody was in my DMs and stuff like, oh, this is so funny. Like, you were, this is facts, though. You were just speaking facts. So, you know, thanks. Thanks, y'all. I know it ain't. It's them. Not you know, mm-hmm. we know it's not. We support you, like oh, I said, in everything. You, thank you. Now, moving on to that man in that house that happens to be white. You know, mm. he's always he's always going off at fingers or going off at the in office. And this time he has something to say about the Black Lives Matter mural that has been painted on Fifth Avenue in New York. And he said that this was a symbol of hate. Now if you guys have been paying attention to the media lately, you'll see that these um, murals saying Black Lives Matter written like in the middle of the street have been popping up in different states and cities like around the country. Um, one of them right outside of the White House um, and others in like you and uh, like New York um, across some school campuses and just you know other parts of the country where all these protests have been going on strong and so yeah. That is what this man had to say about the mural. It's literally just yellow paint 
that just says Black Lives Matter. And yeah, he said it's a symbol of hate. Yeah. A symbol of hate. And it's so crazy because if you look at a symbol like the person on the TV that I'm saying that I'm that I'm hearing say this is a symbol hate is literally the embodiment of Mm -hmm. what hate is. Like he like defines what hate is straight up. Like with with no with no kind of pullback, with no kind of retraction. He's the literal definition of what hate is and what it looks like to exude hate toward people what it looks like to like that is what white privilege is in a dictionary like you know he literally embodies all of the things that are the issues with why black lives matter has come to be a campaign and a movement this man is the reason why him and all of his following as far as if if you even support one thing this man says i am very stay near and clear away from me straight up like, you have no reason to be in my circle. You have no reason to be mm. in my ear. You have no reason to for me to lend my time towards you to hear what you need to say, for you to explain yourself. You literally have no reason to even be in the presence of me if mm. you have anything positive or anything that you can say you mm-hmm. agree with him on. That's okay. And it don't matter if you do. Keep your mouth That's shut. Like, you know Ooh. not to come around anywhere. It's just, ugh. This really is disgusting. I can't like I don't understand. I the thing is I understand because of how corrupt the government is and how politics is and just how dirty things get. I understand exactly why he's in the position that he's in. But what I can't understand is after so many allegations having Mm -hmm. to deal with sexual assault, after so much talk on Mm -hmm. like he is the embodiment of homophobia, transphobia, like everything, anything you can think of, like that doesn't that doesn't align with his values whatever value he chooses to ha- he chooses to have that he says he does he's a man of no morality and no value as far as i'm concerned but you know for whatever he chooses to cherish has nothing to do with anything positive everything he shoots out there is negative i'm done i'm off my soapbox i just wanted to say that though that's just uh. Her. Mm, her. Okay. Her. <laughs> By the way, I still do not have the voice feature on Twitter. Because no okay. the thing is, I was never gonna use. I was never gonna I use. I was never gonna. Yeah, I right. have the option. You know, you know who does have that option on Twitter though? Our podcast who? page. Wow. Yes. <gasps> You're lying. You're fucking lying. Podcast. What? You might oh. catch us trying oh to over there. Who knows? Okay. Because need none. Okay. None of okay. Us okay. But podcast us. So follow no. us on Twitter at you podcast. Wow. <laughs> Purr. Purr. Also, I just want to say I think it's very funny <laughs> that this man sat up there and said, "Oh, this uh, these murals are a symbol of hate." When this is the same person who just a few days ago, this week, on his Twitter, posted a video of like, uh, like this crowd of people who you know, like were Trump supporters or mm-hmm. whatever. And speak on it, girl. Speak on video, it. I want you to deliver. Preach to me. Preach to me. In the video, you can hear the people shouting, "White power! White power! White power!" You can hear them shouting. In the video, yeah. and this man posted it to his Twitter, and then the next day, then they came out 
saying, um, you know, his representatives came out saying like, oh, he didn't, he didn't hear that. He didn't hear that in the video. He didn't hear it. Like they said it, they said it like four or five times in the video. And they're shouting Bullshit, it. Like you can man. hear that very easily. And so what, this man who's supposed to oh be running the country doesn't double check to make sure what sound is on a video that he's about to be posting to his Twitter account? That's how reckless he is. He won't even check that. As simple as that is. Okay. Yeah. Right. Honestly, I feel like he has one of his KKK confidants like run his Twitter and basically be like, I don't know, come up with something about Black Lives Matter and how it's terrible. And then <laughs> they literally go and like and just dra- post draft it. up a whole thread on why it is um, quote unquote a symbol of hate. And then he looks at it and says, "That looks great." <laughs> like right. I don't even—I don't even think he has the capacity to even tweet from his phone anymore. Like I really do feel like he is in need of some kind of. I like, don't even give just, him that ugh, much credit ugh. because I feel like this is how he truly feels, and this is really coming from him and his heart and his. No, mind it is. And it is. He's just a gross, disgusting person, and. It is. And he's got to go. So please get out there and vote. If you haven't voted, if you haven't registered please. to vote, vote. Get registered Do that. Today. Do it this year. Okay. Register to vote. Okay. Because in November, November today. is fast approaching. It is now. We, July is here. You know, November is close. Okay. I had to change up the game. Oh, the weather Make sure you do your same. research. No. Okay. Because it's not just presidential um candidates on there also other measures and things that are going on so just make sure you get out there please educate yourself educate yourself yes indeed now moving on um so there have been a lot there has been a lot of outpour from different companies um or you know and people within these companies just coming out and showing their support for Black Lives Matter by making certain changes. Like, for instance, um, the Simpsons, like, they're not, they're they're no longer going to have voice actors who are not people of color portraying uh, people of color characters in their show. Um, certain voice actors have also stepped down to say, like, hey, yeah, I feel like because I'm not a person of color, I shouldn't be representing this character you know that's not fair to me or them and you know all these kinds of things and also like on Hulu I believe it was they took off like an episode of the Golden Girls where they were oh. um, they, they were having like yes a, what yeah, we're in the mud mask. Mask. and they're like oh we know what the fuck are, um, the mud mask is which they're like, yeah, we're going to take this down because they're wearing a mud mask and we just want to be sure that, you know, we're not being racially insensitive and things like that. So, you know, when people seeing that, it was like, okay, mm-hmm. this, this is a joke. Like, this is a Y'all joke. Y'all are going to too guys. far. And there are plenty of episodes of Golden Girls that push the limit because I've seen mm-hmm. all the episodes of Golden mm-hmm. Girls. I mean, you can. There are plenty of other episodes. Plenty, plenty of other ones that push the limit. And I'm just like, of all of the episodes, that's the one that you pick. That one, 
<laughs> like, that one right there. I can tell you episode to pull all the what's one of the funniest episodes, mm-hmm. but it's still an episode yeah. that has to deal with like an interracial relationship and mm-hmm. how it's not accepted and yep. how both of them coming together, all both moms kind of like feel some kind of way about it. But you know, a couple mm-hmm. a couple things get slung 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 out there in the episode. So but it's funny. I mean, but if you're gonna pull an episode, you know, pick one that is actually worth pulling versus just Something pulling that makes sense. Right. Because that made no sense to me. <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, like I said, people seen that were like, okay. People seen that and were like, okay. So, you guys think this is a joke? Y'all think this is funny? So, this little um, parody thing came out, like, from, like, um, from Jersey Mike's or whatever, like not the official Jersey Mike's page because this is like, you know, a parody. Um, but it kind of says like, oh, we are standing in solidarity with you know with our uh, with our black community and like our employees and our customers and blah 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 blah. So to show our, you know, um, to show our support, we're now changing the name of the BLT to the BLM. <laughs> it's like bacon, lettuce, mm-hmm. and mayo. Mato. Child, yes. Mato. 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 Would you say mato? Would you say mato? Literally, they, they, I mean, the thing is, it would have even made sense for them to say bacon, lettuce, and mayo, but they wanted to make it funny, so they literally said mato, mm-hmm. and I was like, stop it. Not an yes. abbreviation of mato. tomato. Mato. Who calls it mato? You know Nobody. Are you a person that says Mado or Mado? Give us an email at the Black Ain't nobody. at gmail.com and let us know if you're the person that says it because it's okay. You can let us know this is a safe place. <laughs> Tell safe the truth. Place, okay? You let us know if you're out here calling to Step to the mic. Mado's. Let us know. Send us a voice note. We might include mm-hmm. you in the next episode. You never know. Do it. Ooh. You know, straight up. Yes. We've got yes. that. Technology's amazing. Send us a voice okay? note. Use it. Just fiercely proclaiming why you say Mado and why it's right, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let me know. Mm-hmm. I want to understand. It is that simple. That's simple. Speaking of things that are simple, Virgil Abloh. Oh. Oh, dear. Didn't even give it Virgil percent, I baby. Mean, he didn't even give it Virgil if you guys percent. don't know, you know, uh, um, Pop Smoke, who was unfortunately murdered at the beginning of this year, um, slain. Mm-hmm. Man, um, so sad. There, you know, like most artists have, they have all this unreleased music or music that they were working on for an upcoming project and everything, and um. 50 Cent and like other people came together and we're just kind of like, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to come together and make this album, make this new um, Pop Smoke album and put it out. So apparently before Pop Smoke's Mm -hmm. death, you know, he was speaking with Virgil Abloh telling him how, you know, he really wanted him to be, um, to lead like the creative part of the artwork for the new album and stuff like that. And apparently they talked about mm-hmm. how he felt like his life 
was kind of like the whole rose grown out of like the concrete but like with the thorns and blah 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 because he struggled in his life and with his you know just like that whole thing right and so yes the album is supposed to be coming out uh shoot this weekend or next week I think it's supposed to come out on the third or fourth, I I believe. And, um, well, they went ahead and showed the album artwork. Like, oh, here's Ponsonwick's official artwork for this upcoming (sighs) album. And, um, it was trash. Oh, my God. It was so bad. It was so bad. It was so terrible. So, 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 so bad. Like, it looked like he spent probably like half a Virgil to make that. That's five, okay? Mm-hmm. $5. Barely. That's a yeah. mess. And the thing is, like, there have been so many mock-ups and so many, like, pieces of fan artwork just appreciating Pop Smoke. And for the little time that he was with us, how much he really did for the culture and how he added to music. Granted, I do have a little bit, like, you know, of saltiness toward Pop Smoke, as I do with most rappers who choose to just use lyrics that are less than friendly to those who are of a community that is marginalized (laughs) i'll just Mm -hmm. say that but still nonetheless like he really did shake the room for the little time that he was here and um fans came out with tons of artwork appreciating showing love respect for his art and just to like go through you can go through instagram you can go through twitter you can go through google and just see all the pieces of art that fans created that would have been 10 times better than it was literally just was a picture you know like like a picture of pop smoke that's already you know out there in public just took that picture isolated you know just like like kind of like isolated his face or whatever like kind of cut out the background and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and put these oh raggedy janky looking <laughs> wires like like barbed wires and stuff kind of around yeah it that's exactly what it was terrible. barbed wire like with some diamonds faded in the like, background i could do way yeah. better i could do 10 times better than that and i don't even really know oh, how to know. a photoshop or anything like that child i haven't really touched it since high school okay <laughs> And I know I, can I can still, still do I know I can do better than that. Right. Like, oh my God. It was really, really bad. And everyone obviously was voicing their opinions. People it signed petitions. So you know, like please sign this petition to Forrest Virgil Abloh to redo um to redo the cover art. And like people were just very, very upset over it. And like Virgil came out and was just kinda like, Oh, mm-hmm. you know, well, me and Pop Smoke talked, you know, was talking about it before he died and this this is just one of the many things that we kind of talked about. So it's just only one representation of like many different covers that I can do or something like that. Blah blah blah. And that apparently and that, that was, was the best, best from one of from one of their ideas that they had. <laughs> and that and uh-huh. that and that has got to see the rest. If that was the best one, then just then just take his money and be like, you know what? Let him even keep the money and just pay somebody it's else because y'all got money. Okay, so, Let's straight up. Mm-hmm. Just let him keep his little monies and then find someone else to do some shit. I don't matter if you got to push it back a little bit. Like at least make it worth. Yes. Like, 
I mean, granted, if they already sent stuff to go to print and whatnot, then you're pretty much too late. But to be honest, throw it away. Like, if you're going to leave this man's legacy on a high note, then I want you guys to leave it on respectfully. With the respectful yes. artwork, with the respectful time that it takes to actually craft an album. Nothing that's put together just because, oh, like he died so let's just whip it like you know don't don't just whip it together like really give it the respect it deserves if this is going to be an album that's worth all of everybody listening to the artwork should reflect that it shouldn't just be something that's lazily thrown together yeah. you know yes. like, so oh. his label did come out and they said that they will be changing the cover art and they were just kind of like yeah we will we heard you guys and, you know, we would never put something out that you guys don't like. You know what I'm saying? Blah, 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 blah. Like, Pop Smoke did want Virgil to lead the creative uh, portion of the, um, you know, like the album cover and everything like that. But he would never release it that way if he saw that this was you guys' you know reaction to it because he cared about you guys like what mm-hmm. you guys felt more than anything in the world so they were like yeah we are going to go ahead and change it so they were like see y'all in a couple of days when it's time for the album to drop so we'll see okay we'll see we right see. we'll see oh wow and that that's my whole segment. That's the whole for the birds for this week. Come on, for the birds. Okay, yes. Are we paying dust to anything this week? Anybody have anything you want to pay I'm dust to? I'm paying dust to Terry Crews because forget this. And you know what? Okay, like, yeah. <laughs> that all makes I'm sense. I'm in every word. And I'll, I'll be on a tweet again. And I'll say it again. And I'm going to get <laughs> so locked what? up again. So what? So what? It's sacrifice for the community, okay? For the culture. Mm. Nika, you got something to pay dust this week? You can go. Um, I'm probably going to pay dust to... I feel like I had it in my head and then I lost it. How crazy. I do that all the time. Oh. Oh. Oh, I don't even remember. Oh, well, it's there. It's on the top of my tongue. I just can't remember it. And is it really on the top I guess not, right? <laughs> um, I'm going to just pay dust to. Um, I got. I have a bug bite right now. Oh. <laughs> right, it's on my back, and it's really hard to reach, and I'm really upset about it. Um, oh, I'm not even going to say really upset because I'm grateful to be alive, mm. you know, so. Um, but yeah, I have a bug bite. Oh, I'm also going to pay this to the coronavirus. My aunt has it. <laughs> and it's really sad. So yeah, I'm paying us that too because now it's getting closer and closer to home and it makes me feel very uncomfortable mm-hmm. to do anything. So uh, yeah, I'm paying us that too. Fuck the corona. Straight up. Hmm. This is for my advisor, you bitch. I said I wanted a fucking break, and what do you do? You say, oh, hey, I signed you up for two more classes. Are you fucking kidding me? Your advisor signed you up for classes? Can they do that? Is that legal? Yes. How? They can How? sign you up for classes. That's, that is so illegal. <laughs> I've never heard of an advisor having a power over a student to sign them up for classes that they didn't voluntarily yeah, sign. What the like, fuck shit what? is that? Don't we have? 
I just know I have, a, I have to have a conversation with somebody. Like, how are you going to do that? Because <laughs> literally, I know. literally you don't know I was minding my business and, and I got pinged about some class. And I was like, what's happening? And then I get an email and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I thought I had a breather. But, um, yeah, I guess we'll just find out. Yeah, have a conversation. Talk about I boundaries. Um, I am. And stick to them whenever you're advising me. I don't understand how I'm an advisor is. even has the power. I guess in some that schools they might, but still, insane. I'd be like, yo, that makes no sense. You don't know my pockets. You don't know how much I'm putting out yeah, of school. You don't like, know what kind of, like, you don't know my workload. You don't know my life. sacrifices necessary for me to be able to attend these classes, then don't find me up. Back. Right. <laughs> and that's on We're just gonna give a big shout out oh to Oh my goodness. Right <laughs> it's all him. It's Miss Toller. Miss Toller. Do we have any shining moments this week? Um my shining moments is that this is the last week of the first half of my last semester classes before graduation. Oh, amen. Time, amen. Keep praying for me. Pray that I get my, yes. my financial aid back and that I also get the grades that I need so I can graduate, y'all. Please. Well, I'm praying for you. I'm rooting for you. I'm there for you. If you need anything, if you need a shoulder, someone to hug and lean on, I'm here. Okay. Straight up, as a friend. Um, shining moment. What is a shining moment in my life? Um, I would just say, you know what? I'm a I'm a send this shining moment to Saran Sankofa. Um, my good friend Saran. We had a great conversation yesterday about love and life and opportunities and advancements and careers and growth and it just really set me on a whole other like high so thank you Saran and you are my shining moment Aww, that's so nice that's so beautiful yes <laughs> Nika did you forget your shining moment I don't even know if I have one. That's what oh. I'm thinking. I'm gonna just sit here and see if something comes to me. Man, I've just been wanting to throw myself in traffic. Oh no, not traffic. On what yep. freeway? The 91, the 405, whichever one's All you know, whichever one busy. is just the backed four, up. Say, yeah, backed I mean, up. That might not really get you the results you're looking for. That's like a parking lot. <laughs> no, I know. No, I could just walk right through it a little bit. But if I really want to go there, I'll just you know get on like the. 15. And the one on one is definitely a parking lot. My God, I was on that today. Oh yes, I was on the, the one on one is a parking lot. Never again. I hate the one on one. Won't be doing that. I, I do too. I really do. It's I hate a terrible freeway. Number one. The one on one is terrible. I don't even hate the 405 like that. I hate the 101. And what I hate the most about the 101 is the effort it takes to get from the 101 to the 110. Uh-huh. It's stress. 
<laughs> it is stress in a bottle. If you're trying to get from the 101 to the 110 going south, <laughs> please pray for yourself. You have to like cross five lanes to get, to, mm-hmm. and you have like a small window of time mm-hmm. to cross all those lanes to get oh to where God. you need to be. It and is that shit is so terrible. It will have you getting off on a whole other freeway. Like, you know what? I'm going to try again. <laughs> like, I, I didn't make it the first round. Oh, it's no joke. So, yes. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I guess. Do you have anything, Nika? Have you thought of something? Oh, no. <laughs> Not the silence. Not the silence. Next segment. Next segment? Okay. We'll move on to the next segment. Next segment is Augusta Wind segment. It's fairly, fairly short. I only have one topic to really address, but I do want to bring up some things really quickly. I just wanted to highlight to you guys that Snow Allegra, yes, we yeah. know we love some snow over here. Snow Allegra is dropping a new project. I'm not sure if it's a single or an actual like EP or mm-hmm. mixtape or whatever it is. Point is, she's dropping something new. It is called Dying for Your Love on July 10th. So please put it on your radar because I will be listening. So will all of us. And we'll probably come back to you guys with a whole, not next week because it's not out that week, but the week after next. We'll probably come to you guys with a whole little review on it. But if it's a song, it's going to be, you know, whatever it is, we love Snow over here. So we support Snow. And yeah, Mm -hmm. keep on the lookout for that. I'm excited. Right. Um, And for the Gust of Wind segment topic, I actually just wanted to sit down and talk to you guys about young people owning homes, Um, specifically people who are maybe 20, 21, 22, you know, homeowners. Um, This came to me because I kept on seeing tweets, I don't know, randomly, especially during a pandemic, but apparently it's happening a lot right now. During this pandemic, I've seen been seeing tweets from a lot of young people who are not from California or New York or Atlanta. Like, don't get started. Like, you know, <laughs> they're not there. But young people who are like in the Midwest or like Texas, you know, like somewhere located in where they feel like um, they're getting the keys to a brand new home and they have a mortgage and they are homeowners and they're giving you tours of their house and how proud they are of it and how they're so excited to be on their homeowner journey and um, just, you know, being grateful to be able to own a home at the age, the young tender age of 21, 22, you know, even to 25, like, you know, that's still like, you know, a big accomplishment to be owning a home. Hell at 30, it's an, at any age, to be honest, it's an accomplishment to actually own a home. So I'll give big props to them. But I did want to get you guys' thoughts on being a homeowner at that kind of age. You know, how you were at 20, 21, 22. Um, and how would you feel if you, you know, had the funds, blessed be, to own a home at that age? Um, would you do it? Would you hold off on it? Um, you know, what are your thoughts on young homeowners? Hmm. Well, I know. <laughs> At 21, like, I was, I had graduated from college, like, six months after I turned 21, you know, and, like, I thought that, first of all, by the time, like, before, when I was, like, around 18-ish or something like that, I thought, like, oh, yeah, when I'm 21, like, I'll be graduating, which that did happen, obviously, 
and then like oh and then like okay. I'm gonna be probably getting engaged that did not happen and being like oh thank which thank god oh god which, thank god <laughs> Thank, thank God, you know, the way that he just blesses you in every way. And then I'm thinking also, like, yeah, then I'll be in my career, you know, once I graduate, child, it's all, this is like, this is some time, this is two years later, and I, I girl, mm-hmm. where? Okay, <laughs> so I feel girl, like... Where? Thinking that I was going to have all these things by the time 21 came to me. And then the closer and closer that I got to 21. And then when I got to 21 and I didn't have all these things that I thought I was going to have. I think that was immediately when I started to like kind of like bring down the value of certain things to me. Because I'm like, oh, you know, I guess owning a home at 21 really isn't that big of a deal because I really truly felt like I didn't have any like life experience like you know what I mean like if something goes wrong in my home mm-hmm. like who do I call like if something happens yeah it would right, be like exactly. a lesson learned if something happens, I already mm-hmm. know like I call my mom first mom this happened what should I do like when my car got totaled what like two years ago <laughs> I call my mom mm-hmm. first. Like, mom, someone just hit the car. What do I do? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's why I feel like, like, at Straight 21, up. like, heck no. Heck no. And I can't stand, if I could just interject really quickly, I really can't stand when people say, like, I don't like when people carry that mentality that that I've been on my own since I was 16. I ain't asked for no help from nobody. I've made it my way. I've paved my way. I've done I've, I've done my dues. Ain't no reason for you not to have or not to be conf- confident or 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 um, efficient or whatever you've got going on, you know. I've been doing my, rocking my thing since I was 16. It's like, well, that's, you probably did because it wasn't uh-huh. a choice, to be honest, if it was at, if you were uh-huh. at that young of an age. And number two, like, do you want me to pat you on the back or like, I'm not sure what you what you want from me because like congrats but also like you don't have to be a dick about it to people right. who aren't on the same quote unquote level that you perceive yourself to be on when in actuality the fact that you're acting this way and saying things like this only further affirms why <laughs> you should not be engaging in any kind of conversation talking about you grown whenever you're not because mm-hmm. grown folks don't do that. Yeah, I agree. And then I just feel, yeah, I just feel like at that age, that is just like a lot of responsibility to take on. Like, if something, like, you know, it's not, it's not like when you're renting somewhere and then, you know, something goes wrong, like your toilet stopped up or the hot water isn't running or something like that. You just call the, like, your, the the office like the property management office or whatever let them know and then they send someone mm-hmm. out and then they fix it and then they leave and you don't have to worry about paying for that or anything but like when you start to own a home like you're responsible for everything like what if you move in mm-hmm. and then like you need a new foundation what the hell like that's that's like mm-hmm. thousands of dollars tens of thousands of dollars and then you're gonna have to go to the to the bank or something. I don't know. 
See, I don't know. Get alone. <laughs> I'm not I don't ready. know. I'm not ready. I'm okay. not ready. See, I don't know. And this is not to say that you can't be right. I just know if that was me and I was able to be like, hey, we have this money for you to go and and buy your dream house right now. Just go buy a house. Because to me, the people that be on there saying like, oh, this is, you know, I'm 22 and I just bought my house. Like I'm a homeowner and I be seeing the house and I'm like, I know damn well this is not your dream house. And if it is, oh right. well, okay. But I know that what I, from what I be seeing is that it definitely is not mine. So like, yeah, I wouldn't want to take some money to get into a lot of responsibility that I'm truly not ready for, and then for it to ultimately be something that because mm-hmm. I'm young, you know, I'm not gonna want to be in too much longer. Like you know what I mean? I feel like when you're younger, you should be able to move around yeah. freely. Like if. If you get a job and you got to go, like, you mm-hmm. just go, you know? Exactly. Right. Now you have now a you home. Have a home. Like, what do you, what do, you do? <laughs> Sell? Do you rent? What you going to do? Like, you know. <laughs> Airbnb, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you going to do? I understand. I get that perspective. Nika, what about you? Um... I just feel like, I mean, good for them. I mean, I don't really feel any way about it. I just be like, damn, you got a house? <laughs> that, that literally be my reaction every time. Like, damn, you got a house? Mm-hmm. Like, that's Thanks. nice. <laughs> damn. You like, got a that's house. nice. Right. I'm like, I don't got a house. I have okay. a room. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and I'm okay yeah. with my room right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm like, I'm okay with my room right now. Like, that's nice that you got a house, but I know. For me, like Frenchie said, like the houses that I've seen, like them having look like look like the townhouses on um is that down Carson Street where some townhouses are? Yeah. It's just like some of them townhouses. It doesn't really look like a house that I would want to live in because I know for a fact that I don't want neighbors smack dab right next to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I want you to travel to get to the front door. Like I know that I'm going to be wealthy. Okay. Even my friends are going to be wealthy, so I just know that we're going to have, like, much bigger houses because, yeah. And also, like Frenchie said, like, we don't have much experience. But if I had, like, so if I had experience with homeownership or, like, or if I was taught how to be a homeowner at such a young age, then yeah, of course I would shoot for it. I would go ahead and do it. And if I had the money to do it, of course, of course. I don't, I don't know like what they pockets are looking like, but you know, props to them for having a home. Like that's amazing. That's an amazing mm-hmm. accomplishment for anybody at any age, honestly. But I know for me, it's going to take me a while. Mm-hmm. Like I would probably before anything, I would probably get like a condo or like a luxury mm-hmm. apartment or something, but come on. <laughs> oh, luxury, luxury. That's a luxury. <laughs> but like a house, I'm not going to want a house for like a while. Cause then I can't really do that. If, I feel you. <laughs> like if I get a job offer somewhere else, I can't really, I mean, I can pack up and leave, of course, but I can't really pack up and leave. I got a house. 
Like, do I sell it? Do I rent it out? What do I do? Mm-hmm. Do I want to, really to rent it out? And think about yeah, do, I, want to do. do I want to have that that on me? Because that's another job if I'm if I'm renting it out. Mm-hmm. And do and I do I know how to? Yeah, that's another. Yeah, the, do I know how to manage a rental property? Like, that's an right. that's a whole another link, right. a whole another thing that I have to learn. So. Uh, I guess I just think about it and I'm just like, yeah, there's levels. There's yeah. like different steps to things. You can't just do things sometimes. You can't. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta, sometimes you gotta know. Sometimes you can't just do, sometimes you can, but sometimes you gotta know what the fuck you're doing and what you're getting yourself yeah. into. Great up. I know one thing that I also think about is like the way that your family can change and grow and stuff like that. And a lot of these places are like, oh, yeah. I bought a house and it's like it's a two bedroom or like a three bedroom. And for me, like three bedrooms, are like, because mm-hmm. I know that I'm gonna want something to be like like a like an office studio space or something like that. Yeah, you know, like that's gonna have to yeah. be one room. I'm gonna need a room for me. Come on, studio space. <laughs> you know, I need a room for me and then a room for my child. So that would mean when someone comes over, like what they're gonna sleep on the on the futon in the office. Like I would rather they right. have like you know, I just think about that and I'm like, I know I know I wanna have more than one child, so and I want them to have their own rooms. This is not uh, house hunters on HGTV yeah, where they be having need... they be having three grown children and talking right. about looking for a two bedroom. <laughs> Be lumping all their little right. kids. Right. And I'd be like, room. what? No. <laughs> How? Exactly. I need space. I need space. And I need my, mm-hmm. my children to have space. I need, I need a, a space, space to myself. Family comes to yeah. Be. I need a champagne oh. room like Cherie's. Okay, like Cherie and her <laughs> champagne room. Okay? Shout out. Shout out to it, please. No, I feel you guys. I definitely agree with both what you're saying. And, um, a mix of both as well. Like, whenever I was 21, 22, I, please don't give me a home. Okay, that's what I'm saying. You know? <laughs> Wait a minute, for real. I don't know how to keep a home together. Right. <laughs> but, um, like I said, you know, ditto props to y'all who can right. do it. But I just know that I was not equipped with I, for tool. one, cannot. Right, to, to be able to do it at that moment. Um, I do think it's great to have homeownership at a young age and just own some kind of property but i also know that life really does hit you hard in Mm -hmm. your 20s and so and from what i've experienced there are so many unexpected things Mm -hmm. expenses situations family drama friend like everything happens to Mm -hmm. you in your it seems like in your 20s so i just don't know if i'd be able to balance that while also trying to own a home and keeping up with everything it just would seem like a lot mm-hmm. of pressure on me um so i know that i wouldn't be ready for it but i also you know i salute those who do own a home and one last thing um one of the girls who did post that she was a homeowner at 22 the original post that i saw um she said you know i worked hard i got out of college i got a six-figure job and I now have a home that is mine and I'm so proud of what I've got. And then someone said, this is amazing. I love to see you shine. It was a black girl too. I love to see you shine black girl. Um, Can you tell me like a bit about like, you know, how you came to own the home or like, 
can you tell me like you know what steps you took financially to save like you know just asking people were asking general questions about how she came about owning a home at such a young age and genuinely Mm -hmm. giving her praise and her response was I'm actually so swamped with work and um, I'm home stuff and, you know, I'm, I'm swamped uh, with a bunch of things right now, like, you know, but I can get to you guys like whenever I get a chance, but it's just so much going on in my life. And it's so, it's such a blessing. It's amazing. But like, I don't really have the time to uh, um, answer your questions, but she's like, whenever I can, I wish just my work. And you oh know what I do is so demanding of me. Ugly. And I'm like, uh, uh, no. <laughs> okay. That was the most thing. I said, there's such a difference between being like, I'm actually busy at the moment, but I will get back to you guys with a video or mm-hmm. something whenever I get a chance to, versus actually trying to play out on social media how yeah. busy you are and how, oh, I just have so much going on with my six figure job and I'm home stuff. And, you know, it's just work. And mm. I'm like, yo, that's okay, I, I peep your energy, and that's not cute. Like, keep keep your advice. To be honest, I'll just ask someone who actually wants to give it because if you had all this time to draw up this whole long post about you being a homeowner, you have some time to set aside to actually answer some people's questions. I'm not saying answer all the questions, but take down some people's frequent questions and make a video explaining it. Like, you know, you have all this time in the world. So, I just don't get how we all have the same 24 hours in a day as Beyonce, but you don't have the time. Because <laughs> you have no excuse as far as I'm concerned. And that was my Gust of Wind hey. segment, you guys. Whoa, whoa. Um, under our umbrella, I wrote on the topic. I don't know if you guys want me to explain it. I can just explain it. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. What was I gonna say? Oh my god, this is so long. Uh. I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh my god, no, no, no I got it. Okay. Okay. okay, okay, you can explain it after, but I'll just read it. Okay, okay, okay. okay. A transition from marriage, life partner, August Alcina, and Jada. He didn't even put Pinkett Smith. Goddamn. I didn't. You know who. You know who. Okay. Bullet point. It's natural for people to outgrow one another. You can be married to someone for 10 plus years, build a foundation on love, finances, kids, and more, and yet still experience a disconnect when it comes to emotions or romance. The love can still run deep and all you've built together still has the opportunity to stand. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So to sum up what I wrote in the document, and for those who may not be privy to social media or have not been on it or when they know what's going on right now, the hot button that's been on everybody's tongue and on everybody's mind and Twitter thumbs and Instagram posts and everybody's been wondering what they think of the situation at hand. Um, August Alcina recently had an interview with the Angela Yee. Y'all know how I felt about Angela 
right? Y'all know how I feel about Angela Yee, so I'll just keep that, you know, keep my comments very concise on that. But I will give her props for pulling out something that was, you know, quite valuable, needless to say, um, to what was going on in the moment in the situation. August and Angela Yee were in conversation about his new album that came out last week. I don't think anyone oh listened to goodness. it. I know I haven't. Um, that's and th- no, and that's no shade. I really won't listen. It's just, it's twenty seven songs. So you know, like whenever you see an album that's twenty seven songs, I'm like, I yeah, finally, I just, I was about to say, I just Tiana Taylor. Right, like Tiana Taylor finally got my attention with twenty three songs. So I just need mm-hmm. I need a break for a minute, you know. Um, but they were in conversation and they were speaking about how in this album rollout, August Alcina also came out with a documentary, a five part documentary. And in one of the parts, it's titled What is Love? And in that piece of the documentary, he speaks to a quote unquote, a, well, a relationship that he had with a woman that he loved her very deeply and things. Um, he needed to separate himself from the situation because it was consuming all of him and um, it wasn't healthy, you know, basically, just to sum up what he said. So Angela asked him about that in this interview that um, August posted on his YouTube page. And she flat out, straight out asked, like, there have been rumors of you and Jada Pinkett Smith um, dating in the past. Can you speak a bit toward that situation at Hammer, what, what that really is? And how August Alcina is, he basically talks in circles most of the time. Like it takes him a long time to get, it takes him a long time to get to the point that he's trying to make. But in the point, there was a point made, okay? Right. Because with that question that was asked, that took him like, it took him like literally to the meat of the situation. It took him seven minutes to a seven to 10 minutes to answer the whole question. But in, in that window, he did say that, um, he did mention how Jada and Will Smith have been very open on their transition from marriage to life partnership in which they have in the past. And he Mm -hmm. did also mention this nugget that him and Will Smith had a sit down conversation about connection, energy, emotions, whatnot, nothing romantic. He did stress that there was nothing romantic, not, not even talking about romanticism in the conversation, but him and Will did have a sit down about connection. Um, specifically like that connection between him and the family and Jada and whatnot. And Will Smith gave August his blessing. Now we all have assumed that his blessing means, okay, you have the blessing to go and basically pursue um, a relationship with my wife that is more than just family friendly. In which August alludes to the fact that, so whenever Will, Will Smith gave him his blessing, August put his all into the relationship. And in the relationship, he's not speaking about his relationship to the whole family. He's speaking about his relationship to Jada. He went and mm-hmm. placed himself in it. He fought for it. He put all his energy into it. He gave, um, he gained wisdom and gave, gave all of his broken self, what it seems to be, I guess that was painted out how it was in the beginning. Like he was very, in need of help and broken and the family came to put him back together um, and find who his true self was. And in a sense, you can kind of see all of the values he's adopted from the family. Because even if you look at the way that Jada and Will speak about their family or situations at hand or controversial topics, they talk to it in the same light that he's speaking toward this situation. 
in saying that he gave, he never says, I gave Jada my all or whatnot, but he does always reiterate, I gave the relationship my all. I put my heart in it. I put my soul in it. I put my whole being in it to a point where it almost killed me, which was kind of dramatic, to be honest. (laughs) If I could just step back and just. He made a song about it, too. Yeah, he did. He made a song about it as well. But um, he does speak to the fact that he had to end up, what helped him separate from that situation was the death of his sister and basically him realizing that people can really be gone too soon. And he is mm-hmm. in search of, not in search of, I, wanna, I don't want to butcher his words, but he basically knows his worth and knows what he's deserving of and really felt like that situation did serve him in a positive light, but now he's outgrown it and wants more. And he knows that Jada wouldn't have been able to really give more because she already has built a foundation. She's already built something with someone else. And I think that he desires to build that same thing. And if it wasn't going to be with her, it's going to have to be with someone who he can now give to. And he does mention Mm -hmm. that he did, she did teach him how to love and how to love deeply and how to really give what it means to give his all and what it means to be in love with someone like he's never experienced before so whatever jade has been doing up in that house you know in that in the in that joker in this joker on one side with somebody else on the other side of this joker with somebody else we're gonna be in this joker (laughs) (laughs) whatever jada gave in that joker she gave because she had broken Now, since this was placed in the agenda, I just want to say that Jada's reps mm-hmm. did come out and deny, 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 deny everything. <laughs> right. So, um, well, we'll really see the the involvement from the, the how this situation evolves. But I did want to ask you guys, after reading and seeing all that's going on on social media, how do you genuinely feel about a transition from marriage to life partnership in the realm of say you are someone who has been married to someone for 10 plus years and you guys have a great connection um whenever it comes to you guys building a foundation on love and life and kids and finances and ownership home ownership and property and just life like you guys really have a whole set cemented foundation it's just maybe that romance and that that kind of rendezvous, that excitement has fizzled out. But y'all can still joke around and be cool and be besties. It's just that that side of the relationship that once was there is now faded and gone. Could you transition into a life partnership where you are in a joker with somebody and <laughs> they on one end of the joker and you on the other end of the joker and y'all both living y'all good separate lives but y'all have built something so y'all are gonna rule in your kingdom in a sense while also having maybe a couple you know harlots coming in and out mm, you know straight up i mean i don't know that was the first thing that came to my mind but having a couple people yeah. coming in and out of your kingdom how do you because feel about it awesome. oh my goodness i don't even know what to say um i don't know what to say i was still thinking it was a lot i mean i really yeah i'm like i was still thinking (laughs) i don't know um i feel like i've been talking a lot so i don't want to go on my 
part now. So I feel like. Mm. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> you okay. should go, Frenchie. Go. Um, I feel like this is not something that I would do. <clears throat> I do not believe that I would be doing no transitioning from, okay, you know, we call ourselves married to now we just call ourselves like partners and allowing other people like in the relationship. Like that's not something I'm trying to do. Not if I'm married, that just makes, to me, that makes no sense. I'm not into the whole like, oh, we're open and blah, blah, blah. blah. That's not my thing. That's the same. That's the same thing Jada's mama said to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but I feel like if that's your thing, then it's fine. If nobody, like, if this wasn't some kind of thing where it was hidden, you know what I mean? Because it seems like. Right. It seems like they both have an understanding with each other to where it's like, um, you know, you could be over there and do your thing, and I could be over here and do my thing. But one thing we're definitely not about to do is get a divorce. Like, we're going to stay married, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I feel like in that sense, they must have some kind of understanding to where that's okay. And it's okay to both of them. Mm-hmm. Not one of them wants it and the other one is just trying to please mm-hmm. the other person. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's not self-serving exactly. to just one person. And it seems like they've been doing this or they've been in this space in their marriage for years now. So, excuse me. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like, oh, well, this is just, you know, like just when August Alcina came around, then all of a sudden Jada or something like that was like, oh, hey, um, yeah, this guy, you know, da 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 Exactly. Dear Let's friend of the family. Around and, you know, and oh, he likes me now. So, oh, yeah, go go ask my husband if it's cool or whatever. And I was like, I mean, I guess. And then they started, and then, and then you know, Jason <laughs> just started having a relationship together. Like, you know, and then, and then you can tell that, you know, like this wasn't done behind each other's backs, basically. Like, you know. And it wasn't right. done just because yeah. came it was, along. There was a right. very open conversation. Like the, very they, open. It seemed like they had very open conversations with each other. So, mm. yeah, I feel like if nobody was hurt in the process, which, I mean, hurt, I guess, is relative. I guess his heart was broken or whatever because he was putting his all into yeah. something that he knew already was an established relationship and an established partnership and he was young. That did not want to dissolve and then he got himself involved in the middle of that got too deep and I guess eventually probably thought it was just going to be him and he would be the only one and she was like no that's my husband I'm never leaving him you're tripping like, I, I love him he loves me right. like, mm-hmm. you know, we still, right. you know I, feel, I feel like their connection is still there you know what I mean they just sometimes to time like yeah. to have other people or other you know, parties involved in their relationships. So yeah, yeah. It just sounds like he just got in it too deep and thought it was gonna be him and only him. And she was like, no. And then he he was hurt, and then he left. You know, like left the situation, especially with the past yeah. with his sister. That really helped amplify that. So he had to leave. So 
I see. I don't okay. see anything wrong with it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's respect. Nika, you ready? Yeah. Come on, give it to us. Okay, so, so I feel like, like Frenchie said, I don't really see anything wrong with it. That's what I was thinking, but I was like, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it. I mean, I personally would not uh, partake in such a thing. I don't think. <laughs> I think if I wanted to spice up my life, I would. <laughs> I would probably like insert more sexual things to do, like mm-hmm. with my partner or something. Like, babe, like let's find a sex dungeon or like some weird, some crazy shit because all the kids are out the house or some shit, and we like, uh, what now? They gone. We don't have any distractions. Just like go wild and do, do like some wild shit that we've never done before. Like, I feel like I would do that before I. I have yeah before i have um uh open life partnership like right. i would want a life partnership but not an open life partnership oh, okay. right and, uh, right. and close and and throw the key in the ocean and uh okay keep that on lock it's me and you not me yeah. and the world and you <laughs> so yeah, I don't think that I would be able to do that, but I feel like Will and Jada have known each other so long and they have this such this this really deep connection with each other and they're so open and honest and everything. So mm-hmm. I feel like they're able to do it and props to them cuz I think they're pretty cool. So I mean, I honestly I don't see anything Okay. Well, yeah, they are. And I don't really see okay. anything wrong with it. But I have seen people saying stuff like, um, like Jada was grooming oh, him wow. and stuff oh. like that. And that it's on like a level of like, um, you know what? Actually, pedophilia. I did see something like that. And I was yeah, I saw things like that, and I was really thinking about it, and I was like, I don't know. He was twenty one, and I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was like, I was like, I I wasn't really thinking about it like that. I was just thinking about the whole life partner open relationship thing, but I wasn't thinking about their ages at the time. And then that mm-hmm. made me think about it, and I'm like, Whoa. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, he was over 18, so anything else. But but I do, I understand where both you are coming from. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think I could do it either. (laughs) Because my thing is, I honestly feel like I could do the transition from marriage to life partnership part, but I I couldn't live with you. Like, I couldn't, I could not live with you, like... I mean, granted, like we might we might have a compound just like Will and Jada, where they got like yeah. a guest house and seven other houses in the same place. So that like we could do all that. We can have our own little neighborhood. Oh but yeah, I would still yeah. feel some kind of way whenever I run into you um, on our on our on our foyer or you know in our in one of our backyards. And, or near near our our private lake, and like I see you genuinely enjoying someone else's time. Like I would be happy that yeah, you were enjoying someone else's time. I also would also Ouch, be like, ah. <laughs> it would hurt. It would hurt yeah. a little bit. 
and they would make me want to go yeah. and find and then I just don't like that that would make me want to go and find someone quickly I'm to like make her. me feel it happy. Would definitely have to be- or even if it would or yeah. even if it was me first to be like, hey, I found someone and they really make me happy, I would still feel some kind of way if I saw you while I was with them. I feel like how am I making you feel? And in turn, I would still have that connection of your feeling attached to me that's always going to be a thing so like I would feel uncomfortable bringing someone into that situation now granted everybody's different you Mm -hmm. know clearly we can see that we've seen that from the pictures and from the footage and all that (laughs) stuff clearly there was nobody who was uncomfortable in that scene but um still I would I just wouldn't I wouldn't want to I wouldn't know how to carry it out with us living under the same roof like I can understand if we were probably married and like we have so many assets together and we don't really want to get divorced and we don't need to because we genuinely still like each other um but we have properties and we got kids and we got all this stuff like i'd be like why do we have to get divorced because honestly i'm not getting married again straight up right and like we can we can make this shit work but what we can do also is not live under the same roof like i would not want to if anything like i would have my own spot you would have your own spot and the kids maybe living in like the big house or whatever it is like you know like it just Mm -hmm. would be a thing where we figure it out especially like if I have because if I have no desire to get married to someone else and probably would never like I, I only plan getting on getting married once by the way I don't know if the if the community knows this um but I only plan I only plan on getting married one time and that's it like I don't plan on doing it round two or whatever it is you know I'm doing it one one and done if that one don't work out god god willing it does work out but if it don't work out I'm not getting married again so if we've gotten to a point where I'm built so much with you it would be too stressful to try to flip a switch and see what who was in charge of what and what goes to who and who did like it just seems very messy and just too much even in the most amicable divorces there's still something that someone wishes wishes Uh that they got more out of so I just wouldn't even want that stress I'd be like you know what we're gonna stay married that's nothing but we don't live together and I'm committed to someone else and we doing our own thing because I'm not bringing that person around you know, mm-hmm. you. There's no need. There's no need. The kids yeah. are grown. Like, <laughs> there ain't nothing to really bring us all together. So let let us just rock with it. I love you to death. You're still my bestie. Like we could still rock together. Like we could still go hang. But we not, we not what mm-hmm. we used to be. And that's yeah, like, I definitely. We could not. There would definitely have to be a rule to where if that was the case for like my marriage or whatever. Like we definitely cannot. They cannot come to the house. Like, that cannot happen. You can yeah. go to theirs. If you want, hell, you can even spend the night at theirs. I don't care. Yeah. You can have uh-huh. a drawer. You can have a They'll dresser. Go do it. Buy, buy, extra, buy extra toothbrushes and there. leave them over there. I don't care. But they cannot come to this house. Like, absolutely not. No. It's like this space is like this is our space. Like yeah, this is our space. This is our space. We built this, this together. We built. Like you feel me? We then fell in and out of in and out. We right. built this joke. We built this Like we've had our children here. Like no, this is our space. So, mm-hmm. this we joker. in this joker together. Go cultivate <laughs> in the joker. <laughs> I will never get that's the funniest <laughs> shit. 
That was the funniest shit. If I'm in this Joker and I'm on one end and he's in this Joker and he's on the other end, we're going to both be in this Joker together. I'm like, what in the world? We in the Joker, Like, Where is she from? Is she from Baltimore? Or like, I can't remember where she's from, Maryland. I don't know where she's from, but I feel like she is. But that is some like straight up shit right there. Yeah, I forget. I can look it up real quick while I'm just sitting here. Google it. Right. Is it Detroit? Where is she from? <laughs> she is from. She was born in Baltimore, Maryland. Yes. Yes. Yep. Joker. <laughs> that is literally some shit that they be saying. This Joker, I'd be like, well, okay, you must be not from here. <laughs> you must be not from here. <laughs> not from Cali, baby, because we don't even say that. At I haven't all. heard. Of my... <laughs> I haven't oh. heard anyone say that. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's definitely not well, Can't come. Can't come here. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-mm. Find a mm-hmm. new space. Find a new place. Well, that was my under umbrella, y'all. Yeah, nice. Oh, are we wrapping this joker up? <laughs> oh, shut up. Does anyone <laughs> want to talk about anything else really quickly? Or are we uh, pretty much no. cool? I am. Yeah, good. man. I just want to say. It looks like we might have another three weeks for sure of things being shut back Uh down for a second. So, you know, I'm sure you guys are probably stressed out. You probably don't know what's going to come next. Nobody does. But just stay updated for whatever your local government is doing. Make sure you're staying safe. Keep that six feet. Keep wearing your mask. Because, you know, at first, this thing was seeming like, oh, coronavirus, okay. I don't know anyone with it. And, you know, like, we went months and months and months of never knowing anyone, like, personally, or whatever that has it. And now, it's like, since, it's like in June, I know, like, three people that had it. No, yeah, I know two people that had it. You know? Close in family, so, yeah. Spreading. This thing it is, is spreading. spreading fast. I seen a stat that said, at the rate right now, it's like every one in one hundred and every one in one hundred and forty, I think, Angelinos have it. Oh my gosh! And if have COVID, and if the like rate that things are going now, if it continues, then I think. By the end of the year or something like that, then seven like about seventy seven percent of the Los Angeles population will have contracted it. Oh my yeah, god, this scary. is so scary. So you know, y'all, uh, stay safe, man. Like this is not a joke. Like please take it serious. Um, yeah, take it serious. Go get checked out. Uh, if you're feeling, yeah. Wear your mask. Wear a mask. Keep washing your hands. I mean, stay home as much as possible. Everything. Like, do everything you can to, like, stay away from this because it's spreading like crazy. So, stay safe. That's all I got to say. We love stay y'all. safe Make and we sure love you all. Follow us 
on Instagram Love and Twitter you. at TBU Podcast. And then go ahead and send us an email at the Black Umbrella PC at gmail.com and let us know what you thought about the episode, uh, what you want us to talk about for next episode. And also, could you do a whole like polyamorous kind of life partnership with someone who you're married to? Let us know. Could you? Would you? Are you already doing it? I would love to know. Right? We like, all yeah. questions. And if you're already doing it, let us know how that works, how it is, like the dynamics and how you guys get along and all that. We will let us know. And talk about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thanks for tuning in this week to another episode of The Black Umbrella. We will talk to y'all next week and we love y'all so much. Bye. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.